So we're back then. We are. Little little break. Little break, but we are renewed. We're back for the whole of season three. Um, we'll do something a little bit separately to tell everyone what, what what's going to be coming in season three, but we just want to talk about our kind of up-and-coming episode. But what I do want to ask, first one back as a married man. Feels exactly the same. <laughs> People keep asking because obviously to our listener, I... Since we've last recorded Band of Brothers, yeah. my dad passed away, which was very sudden, two, three weeks before I got married. So I've had a few life events, uh, to say the least. Which explains the small hiatus yeah, we, but we've we, had. We, but we, it's it's it, worked it, out, hasn't it? It worked out, but I'll come back to my dad on this, this, yeah. this choice. It was all pre-planned, it's just the way it's happened. It's been. But I wasn't sure if he was still allowed to play out or not. Being yeah. a married man now, I was thinking. Well, I was walking up, thinking I might knock on the door, and Jackie says he's not allowed not out. Allowed out. I'm getting. I tell you, I'm getting used to the ring. Like I've never wore a piece of jewellery in my life ever. So, but I do find myself sit there just twiddling it. Well, I know the viewer can't. The viewer, the listener can't see this, but mine's stuck. Yeah, yours is proper welded so mine's on, been isn't it? Welded on for coming up to twenty years this in September. <laughs> It's not going anywhere. I can't anywhere. believe you've been married 20 years. Yeah, I, because I was one of the first out of my group of friends, I was called Frodo. Because I was the only one with the ring. The only one with the ring, yeah. <laughs> 20 years, though. Yeah, it's scary, isn't it? And it's funny because that 20 years gone so quickly and the show we're going to talk about spans yes. so many decades as well. So should yeah. we get right into it? Let's go. Welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Dave. My name is Liam. This podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you haven't, and others you may never want to watch. However, we can say, if you've never seen Save It Private Ryan, find it, take it home. All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows we love so dearly, and maybe, just maybe, you should watch it if you can. Liam? Dave? You alright? We are back. We are. Box set free. Back with a vengeance. I was yeah. trying to come up with titles, wasn't I? It was like um, Box set free. Pod harder. Pod harder. I like pod harder. Pod harder. I can't remember some of the others, but we were trying to come up with like we had a, a few, title. didn't we? Yeah. Um, first question then for Box Set Free, episode one. What is it? Okay, so there's a little bit of symmetry because cast your mind back to the last episode, Band of Brothers. At the end of the show, we, 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 we discuss if you like this, you'll like this. And the last show I mentioned on the, on the episode was Our Friends in the North. So to kick off Box F3, it's Our Friends in the North. We've come full loop. Yeah. So it's a 1996 BBC Two drama. It was nine episodes. It follows four friends as they find their way through their lives from the 60s right through to the 90s, all with a backdrop of real political and cultural events. 
So why have you chosen it today? As it turned out, this is my dad's favourite show ever. This He just loved this programme. It's one of the best things. So we'd already planned on doing this, and like I said, my dad passed away, and he passed away about six weeks ago now, but the Monday night he passed away, he was here on the Friday night, and we were sat in the garden, and we were actually talking about it, because I was literally in the middle of watching it. So you told him we were going to do it? Um, or you told me you were watching it? Yeah, so... And we were just discussing it because it's been a long time since I've seen it. And I, the first time I saw it was in my dad's way back when it was first released in 1996, wasn't it? So, yeah. So, and also, my dad influence. My dad popped up in a lot of the podcasts. They, my love of films, my love of TV, my love of music. Yeah. It all stemmed from my dad. So, I feel like it, it seems an... A nice honour to be a uh, start off this box set with my dad's favourite show. Yeah, it's so weird how it sort of worked out because, like, I say this wasn't this was always planned this yeah. episode, wasn't it? We but, always said it was going to be this, and I hadn't seen it. Um, which is which, considering the cast of it is, mm. and considering I watch pretty much every BBC drama on ITV one. So when you told me about it and um, obviously mentioned it was dad's, this, like, I say this has all been pre-planned and yeah. Um, the only thing, and I don't know why, I never told my dad about the podcast. Oh, at all? No, I don't know why. Because your mum knows, doesn't she? Because she yeah. hasn't quite got a grip no, of what it is. No, my mum doesn't know yeah. what a podcast is. She's just <laughs> yeah, like, my mum's the same. They, but, they know we do it. But my dad literally lived for Radio 4. All he'd have, so he did listen to podcasts. Right. He lo- we always spoke about what you're watching. I've been watching this, been watching that. I don't know why I never told him about the podcast. Don't I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, like Jackie said, why didn't you tell? Because I told her. I was like, because we were doing the episode. Said, she like, well, is, it, is it because did we talk about anything he wouldn't have really have been interested Not in? Really? Or? Because my dad was there in quite a few of the stories. Like he took me to see Young Guns when when, when pictures yeah. and when when I saw when was I saw the sign for Young Guns. And was uh, it? Was it Stand by me, where you're talking about, yeah. It was the like video I'm, shop next yeah. door to his house, yeah. All right, just the, 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 me dad is a great lover of TV, film, music, and that's that's I've talked that off him, so so yeah, it's for me dad. This one, oh, so it's, it's gonna be a good one, no pressure then on me to, to be a good, <laughs> yeah. a good host this week, then, yeah. Um, the, the cast then. Is, is pretty unbelievable. I don't know if we're going to have time to cover everyone. I know you're going to cover some of the main ones, so if you can tell our listener who is in Our Friends In The North. Okay, so um, we're going to start off with Gina McKay. She plays Mary. She's literally done so much. Like All of the all the guys I'm going to mention have got such a body of work, but she is known from Line of Duty and The Bodyguard, which are the same writers, aren't they? Um, and she's also been in the Forsyth saga with Damien Lewis, a little callback to Band of Brothers. And what are you going to say now? Yeah. Incidentally, <laughs> we were there. In a lot of the lot there was quite a lot of scenes filmed in Liverpool Cricket Club in the with the pavilion as the backdrop because it was it's the oldest cricket pavilion and just we were there a few weeks ago because that's where we had our wedding party. So a nice little. A loop around, and speaking of which, she's also been in the film in the loop, the Amanda Ianucci <laughs> one, 
just Lissy Andrews. I didn't mean I just saw it. It's next time we think. Uh, she's been in Notting Hill as well and Atonement. Yeah, they're the ones I've got. Um, the, the the bodyguards and what was the other BBC show? Line of Duty. Yeah. Obviously, again coming back to how how have I not seen this show yeah. when I watch all the BBC um, stuff. We've also got Christopher Eccleston, like one of the greatest actors around at the moment. He plays Nicky. Um, obviously, he came, he did Cracker, Hillsborough, Doctor Who. He's been in Thor too, but we forget about that. And he, he was also in G.I. Joe as well. That was pretty dismal as well, he was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he was the main bad guy. I've forgotten his name now. Um, I picked out a film, should really dig out, really early one, 1991, called Let Him Have It. It's it's a true story over um, a guy called Derek Bentley, who was a young man who had learning difficulties. He was the last, I think he was one of the last persons to actually be executed for committing a crime in this country. But there's a lot of story around it. it was should he have even was he even guilty? And it was one I think it's one of the reasons why it actually abolished execution in this country. The, the story. So right. it's set in the fifties in May nineteen ninety one. It's let him have it. Really good. Like I think it was one of Eccleston's first big breakout roles. So obviously Doctor Who is is like the one that he's probably most famous for now, isn't he? I know. He yeah. And he did one season, but I think as we go along, there's a lot more links to to Doctor Who as well and we, we kind of realise but as we go for the cast but the ones I've picked out he's got a small but kind of pivotal role in the others which I don't think you'd watch because you're no. not a big sort of horror fan film are no. you with uh, Nicole Kidman and 28 Days Later I don't think you've watched because that's a zombie movie but you should watch it um, and then he was in The Leftovers he was in Heroes as well he was in Heroes I forgot yeah. about that as well and also a True Detective Season yeah. four, yes. So that's not enough. So who else? It's um, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster in the she's in the new series, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, but isn't he, isn't he in the new series? True, or was he in the last? I one? think he was in the first one, wasn't he? I don't know. I have to check. I'll have to dig that one back out. But yeah, Chris Rexon, absolute legend. Um, we've also got Daniel Craig who played Geordie. Um you might know him from James Bond. Yeah. I think I think I've heard of him. Yeah, heard of James yeah, Bond. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've picked out Layer Cake for one of Daniel Craig's. I love Layer Cake, yep. and I love Knives Out, and I love yeah. the the new one, the little Glass cameo onion. with Hugh Grant. Yeah. I'm not going to give it away. It's just, yeah. it's just. So I've just said it. I've just spared it out. It's been out for months now. Yeah, yeah Christmas. So basically, it's implied that it's his husband. It's his it? husband. Which it's is genius, isn't amazing it? Amazing little cameo by Hugh Grant. Um, but one the main one scene is Lucky Logan with yeah, Adam Driver. Now, Absolutely brilliant. You man. told me to watch that. I haven't yeah. seen it. I've gone with Road to Perdition. Um, with, with with Tom Hanks, he's really good in that. I've gone with Munich, which is the, the Spielberg. Um, yeah, movie. I forgot he's in that as well. And I've also gone with, and I've gone with it because a lot of people don't like it, and it's not that bad. But Cowboys and Aliens, with him and Harrison Ford, it's a John Favreau movie. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. Is that it's with, not as bad as you think. With um, <laughs> Olivia Wilde in it as well. The guy from who did Family Guy, Seth. No, no, you're thinking of the... Oh, the, I know which one. The Western yeah, yeah, cartoon. Yeah, yeah. This, this generally was and It meant to be the big blockbuster action movie of the summer and it, it did flop. Um, but it's not It's not that bad. It's worth... I'd watch it. 
Who else have we got in here? We've got Mark Strong, another amazing actor. He played Tosca. He's been in everything from TV to Shaw, Prime Suspect, Band of Gold. Films-wise, he's, he's got a hell of a, a, a list. Stardust, Kingsman, Rock and Roller, Kick-Ass, Cruella. Um, the one I always go back to is Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. That's what I've got. I've got, I've got the exact same ones. The only one I haven't got. Uh, sorry, I have that you didn't. Was he was the bad guy in Sherlock Holmes, the first Bobby Downey Jr. Yeah, one. of course. Yeah, he's, he's June, everywhere. June isn't he? As well, yeah. yeah, and of course he was the the voice of coronavirus. He was the voice of coronavirus. No, all the adverts. Was Stay that... home. You no. Oh, all... was that, that Mark was Strong? There, Mark Strong. Yeah. I really want him to be Professor X in the. Marvel movies. I love him. I just think he's an amazing I think be actor. Really good. Yeah, and then like the rest of the cast is—it's just a who's who of <laughs> British royalty when it comes to acting. So we've got um, Peter Vaughan who plays Felix, who's um, Christopher Eccleston's character. Nicky's his dad. You will know him from Game of Thrones, but also Porridge. If you remember Porridge, yeah, 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 he was in Porridge for quite a few years. Um, his wife, Frida Dowie, Florrie, um, she, again, she's been in all, all sorts, upstairs, downstairs, it was a classic British yeah. drama. And she was also the nun in The Omen. Oh, really? Was yeah. she? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't get onto that at all. Bit of a random one. Who else we got? We've got Alan Armstrong. He played Austin Donoghue, who was the, the ex-council leader, who was, who was an amazing character. Yeah, again, he's been everything from Downton Abbey, Van Helsing franchise, he was in Braveheart, which I forgot. He was in, he was in Braveheart. Oh, I don't remember him being in that. Don't know no. if he's got a big role. But he's in Breeders, the series I, with Martin Freeman. That's I, the only one I've wrote down. I've never seen it. So Breeders is brilliant, and I think the fourth season's just started this week, and I think it's the final season. He plays uh, Martin Freeman's dad. Yeah, he's like the, the, the granddad in it. Um, it's, it's one of the best shows on TV. It's... And it's quite like hard. I don't want to say hard to watch because it's funny, but like a lot of the stories, I think if you've got young kids, especially, yeah. you relate to so much of it. There's some things obviously that are ramped up for TV, but it's a, it's a brilliant show. But just coming back to David Bradley, just because the recent mention with Doctor Who, um, and only I'm going to put ones that I know you want to watch. The Strain was a TV series about vampires. Um, who's, taking who's, over David Bradley, sorry. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. He, um, he was next on my list. Oh, sorry, go on, go on, sorry. David Bradley. David Bradley, you do your <laughs> David Bradley, sorry. So we've also got David Bradley, <laughs> who stars as Eddie Wells. Um, again, another Game of Thrones. Mm. Everyone's been in Game of Thrones teams. I picked out, um, he's been in everything. From, he's also he's all in the Harry Potter franchise as well, but yeah. Afterlife, the Ricky Gervais one. Yeah, he is in that, isn't he? He's his dad. Yeah, I love, love really sad ending mm-hmm. when he goes into the home where after his dad had gone. It's like it's when he follows him on the bike, isn't it? At the um, the funeral. Mm. That's so sad. It's really good. He's he's an absolute legend, David Bradley. But David Bradley is in so much that he's got so many links to the other characters. So the the the, the strain is just one I know you haven't watched, but the the listeners should listen to, should watch because it's a. It's a vampire TV series. I can't remember how many seasons there is, but it's worth watching. Obviously in Harry Potter, with David Tennant was in Harry Potter as well. In The Responder. Of course, with yeah, Martin Freeman again. Martin Freeman. In Broadchurch, with yes. David Tennant again. And he played the original Doctor, uh, William Hartnell, in the 50th anniversary special. And then played Doctor Who, that Doctor, in the Doctor Who series as well. 
Um, he's, a great, he's an amazing actor. Yeah, he's in Hot Fuzz and World's End as well. Yeah, yeah. He's... But yeah, there's loads of links to... Like you've got Christopher Eccleston and then David Bradley and then David Bradley. He's got loads of links to David Tennant and then played the... was in Doctor Who himself as the Doctor, as the first Doctor. Oh, that's cool. I'm, well, I'm not big Doctor You're not up to date, are you, on the Doctor? No, yeah, so no. yeah, he plays... He, he come back in the, uh, in the Peter Capaldi ones as well. And if that's not enough... We've also got Malcolm McDowell, who plays Benny. He's a great character. He's a um, the gangster, isn't he? He he is famous for Clockwork Orange. It's yeah. one of them. It's not a great film, but everyone should watch that film. It is one of Stanley Kubrick's. Obviously, um, it's a hard watch, but it's a really good film. And uh, what else has he been in? He was, of course, in a couple of episodes of Community. Yeah, which we've done on the, yeah. the series, and he was in Entourage. See, I still haven't seen that. Oh, it's no, I'm sorry, I think really we good. I'd, I'd pick that one out. I'd Did like... you notice he was in an episode of Phasia as well? Yes. Yeah. Another one, another episode of the podcast. Yeah. And last but not least, there's loads of there's loads of that. The cast is massive, but the only other one I've noticed is David Schofield. Now he's one of those actors that we've we've spoke about, who's in so many things. The Pete, list is too long, it's isn't it? bonkers. So he plays Detective John Solway. A couple of things, he's, he was in a couple of the Pirates of the Caribbean films, which we've also done on one of the previous podcasts. And he's also in Gladiator. He was, yeah. But again, another link to the cast. There's a series on, I think it's on Netflix now, Safe House, with Christopher Eccleston. Ah, it's like, to be fair, when you've got such a big cast, there's always going to be a lot of overlap around. But yeah. Definitely. Right, so massive cast, all amazing, all got on to even bigger things than, yeah. than than this. Who's your favourite character or performance? I've got character and performance because okay. I like them both. My favourite character is Geordie. I just think, yeah, it's, yeah, I just, I love his story. How he, you know, that 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 difficult relationship he had with his dad. He goes off to London, you know, he gets involved in a bit, bit of bit of this, a bit of that. Um, good looking lad, Daniel Craig, isn't he? Is And then... Um, is he though? Is he? <laughs> he? He's more, he's better looking now than I think he is in this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he, he definitely has matured, aged, hasn't he? Yeah. He aged into a better looking man, but I, yeah. I know you say just not my time. <laughs> I don't mind a bit of Daniel Craig, um, but then obviously there's is the story where he then he's, he's homeless, he's an alcoholic, and it's it's. I just think it, Geordie's story, amongst all the other characters, it's it's the one I really loved. He as goes a, through the most, yeah. doesn't he? Of all, yeah, of all the, the characters, you know, of all the, yeah, it's, his life is just it's quite brutal, mm. but. I've split character and performance. I know we can flip on this one sometimes, but I've got to say, Mark Strong as Tosca is phenomenal. Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant because he's not—he's not the nicest character, but he manages to still bring that side to him that you know you don't hate him completely. You know, he's no, it's it's strange, isn't it? Because obviously, it starts off literally with him stealing. Yeah. Like Christopher Eccleston's girlfriend, Mary, really. Because yeah, Mary, yeah. They, like, they are together, aren't yeah. they? And he obviously likes her and stuff. Um, but you have a lot of sympathy for him because he's, I think he's, do you know what he reminds me a little bit of? But not, maybe not as like, but, but like a Dell boy. Yes. He's definitely a trier. Yeah. You know, he yeah. wants the best, doesn't he? He wants to, 
he wants the big house, which they do get yeah. with, with, with his with his second wife and stuff. Um, so I've got a lot of sympathy for him, but he's not. Yeah, he's not particularly. He goes up and down, doesn't yeah. he? Between yeah, he, kind yeah, of he, liking them and feeling sorry for them and, and hating them, and that's and, real life as yeah. well. Because because it spans over decades. There are periods in your life where in your in other people's eyes you, you you're likable, unlikable, depending yeah. on who you are, who you're hanging around with, and um, I just think Mark Strong is he's, he's he's such a talented actor. Is it's such a privilege to have so many great actors in this country, and he is certainly on that list. Um, but what's quite funny is him and Chris Ferguson could not stand each other. Oh, really? Literally, did, from the minute they met on set, they did not like each other. So did that work, though? Because really, the characters don't get on I think well. they're both very good actors. I think they both played that on set. That they, mm. Do you know what I mean? Because Chris Ferguson's been honest. He said um, in an interview, he said, didn't, we just did not get on from day one. Couldn't couldn't stand each other, and it was it was mutual. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He says, uh, "Isn't that strange?" Because like, you can imagine like wanting to go for a beer with Christopher Eccleston and Mark Strong and stuff. You can't. I can't imagine them not because I think because of acting background and stuff. You can't imagine it. Can yeah. They don't get Whereas on. Whereas Daniel Craig and Mark Strong became really close friends. And Daniel Craig is godfather to one of Mark's, um, to one of his children. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah Mark Strong. I think right. it's one of he's got two boys. One of them is imagine having James Bond as godfather. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's, it just it, it was just fascinating. But having said all that, the interview Chris Eccleston he said just did not like him. He said we didn't like each other. It was mutual. We didn't even try. But he even Eccleston said performance wise, he said wow. He said. Mm. He says you don't have to like someone to to just be like that's some performance. It's like Moonlight, isn't it? Bruce Willis and uh, Sybil Shepherd absolutely apparently hated each other, didn't they? But if you watch that show, you, that you would never. There's no signs of that, was there? Yeah. Well, we mentioned it before with the Fraser and Shelley Long relationship, didn't we? Yeah, in, you, in you were telling me I yeah. didn't really work out did it. Yeah. Obviously, but then they invited her back. But I, I just, I don't know. Like say, on different personalities aren't they I'm just surprised by that one mm. of all that if you on the cast if you just said who do you think didn't get on I'd have thought I wouldn't have picked them too well but like I said it's just weird because Mark Strong and um, Dan Craig have become really good friends and that's yeah. where they first met so I'll tell you what I'll just quickly tell you my favourite character was because I thought I'll go with someone just totally outside of all that and I went with uh, Floey the mum the mum yeah I think she's the most likeable character and I think she goes through a lot in the series, you know. She, yeah. she finds Nicky's gun, doesn't she? You know, living with his dad, who can't be easy to live with anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously becomes ill as the show goes on. She gets attacked, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, by the young kids, yeah. And she just reminds me of every nan of that era. Working class. Yeah. Like, working. Where did he get to get? The, they all wear the same coats <laughs> and the same headscarves. Yeah. Did you know? What Trolley. I mean? Yeah. You and as well, you can tell. Obviously, she does. Everything for the family. She did the shopping, the cooking. Yeah. And I just think she's the... Out of everyone in the show, she's the genuinely good person. Because everyone else has got sort of faults. And I'm sure she maybe she did. Yeah. If you went back and did a prequel. But from what you see in the show, she's the nicest than the one you'd want to meet, I think. See, there's a couple of... I loved... Um... Austin Donahue, who was the the ex council leader who set up the business, you now to build the flats. I thought he was a really good character. So yeah. the the writing is spectacular. I think I can't remember the guy 
who wrote it was a playwright. He wrote all nine series. Oh, it's an amazing piece of writing. So have you got a favourite episode, a favourite scene? I've got a good couple of moments. I love all of Geordie's story down in London. That, like, the whole... That so came hard. out of nowhere for me, because I'll, I'll tell you what, when you mentioned the show, I thought, I won't read too much into it. I'll, yeah. just, I'll just get it up on uh, BBC iPlayers we're going to discuss. But I, in my head after the first episode, I thought it was going to be, Geordie's going to go down to London, but get into politics in London. And Nicky's going to stay in the North, and it's going to be all about politics in the North and politics in the South. So when Nicky was suddenly, sorry, Geordie was suddenly working at the strippers and stuff, mm. I was like, oh, this is going yeah, somewhere completely different to what I thought was going to happen. But um, all that stuff, yeah. One moment I love is where they end up with the Rolls Royce full of porn. When, cause no, yeah. All the confiscated porn. <laughs> the do the, clean, yeah. Benny does the deal where he manages to get, get it all back and he just... Rolls Royce full of porn <laughs> magazines and videos. I just thought oh, it's just a great moment. Another little moment is the beginning of one episode where Tosca's second wife says we should put all our money in stocks and shares. Yes. And you just oh. knew what was coming because it, was, it yeah. was in the eighties. And then the end of the episode is like they just lost the whole lot. The news is on, isn't yeah. it? All about yeah. the, the stock market um, crash. But the moment it stays with me is again going back to Geordie after he'd, he'd really been struggling and he set fire to the bed in the hostel and he gets, like, a life sentence. Yeah. So, and he, it, it just... And you could see his realisation when he comes down the door and the and the, and the prison guards, like, I didn't even know he could get life for that. Mm. It's it's bung. When I used to work in the Largo, there was... There's a bar. Yeah, yeah, it's a bar in town. I used to work in the kitchen. Um, in the day, they used to do like pint a mild for a quid. So we just got all the old fellas in, and there used to be this group of old fellas. And there was always this one guy, he was literally like, he obviously had some sort of learning difficulty. He couldn't really have a sentence, he couldn't really get a sentence out of him. He would just, he would just latch on to these older guys. He wasn't as, he wasn't mm. that old. I'd probably say he must have been in his 50s, something where all the old guys were like 60s. I remember, they used to just sit and drink pint of mild all day and someone said to me he said like, little tiny guy wouldn't think anything he, he he did life sentence for arson he set a a game weirdly uh, I think it was a hostel he was mm. he was a he was a he had troubled teenager and he set fire to the hostel with him and he, he did he did a life sentence for arson and when you, when someone pointed that out to me, he was well, like, I mean, he obviously didn't though. <laughs> well, he got a life sentence. Yeah, he got a life sentence. Um, <laughs> he didn't do it. But but that's mad, isn't it? But that life sentence is twenty years. But I think Five. I think he was in prison for like like twenty odd years for setting fire. Really? And he was just the most weird, peculiar, lovely. Like he was just yeah. Because he, he just couldn't have a conversation with me. He was just it was just the yes or no. But he was so unassuming. He just like and it always reminds me when I watched the that that moment where he went down it reminds yeah. me of this guy that I remember from the Largo and because it, when you're watching it you're thinking oh that wouldn't happen but you've got something to relate it to yeah, haven't you as in that, yeah. that you know that that did impact someone also later on after he comes out of prison Geordie and he's living rough on the streets and Nicky finds him under the bridge mm, with that woman. it's heartbreaking because he realised but Geordie doesn't see him 
he, he can't. Yeah, he's obviously on. Yeah. He's like drunk, drugs, yeah. all sorts. And then obviously it's heartbreaking when Nicky goes back and he's not there as well. I I just went with the whole Miners strike episode. Oh, I was. Yeah. I just think the whole episode, the build up to the, you know, what eventually turns into sort of like a, basically fighting with the Maya police. But the scene, I think, within that is David Bradley's character getting forced on the bus. Yeah. Because, you know, he turns up to kind of help them, the police force him on. And then when they let them off, he knows something's going to happen, doesn't he? He starts saying to them, be careful, doesn't he? Yeah. Because he knows this is like, it was really odd how the police just let them go and it was just the police were just preparing for, yeah. you know, for them to come down and incite it. Um, and what I liked as well was Anthony, who's Tosca's and Mary's yeah. son. The policeman gets caught up in it, doesn't he? And he, he realised, because they brought in all the police from down south who were just so heavy-handed, because yeah. they were literally... Get, and they were all getting their money out because they were all on every yeah. time. You were, uh, Thatcher's, that episode. Thatcher's army at the time. What's really... Like, not really strange, but I think this way it resonates so much with my dad is... My dad was a counsellor for a part for a few years when we were in Hong Kong, and he was heavily involved in the trade union. He was heavily involved in the miners' strike, um, and he was. Remember, if you remember, they had like all the rights when whopping. Remember when he were all on yeah. thing. So my dad was involved. So I think that's why it resonated with me dad all that he knew the stories. But we had a weird instance as a kid that. We were heading to my dad worked in Trade Union Centre in Hardman Street, um, and they were going on a big march, and my mum was driving me and our Nadia from. We were still living in Runcorn at the time. I remember, and my mum got stopped by this police officer, who wasn't just a police officer; he was like a really, really high up, like detective, chief inspector type character. And basically just stopped my mum from going on this march. Because at the time, my mum's dad... Oh, right. I was, was going to say, what where's this heading? But, yeah. Was the deputy of Liverpool when it was Merseyside County Council. So they recognised her? I think... I think... I don't know if my granddad put a word out to say don't let oh right don't, okay don't, don't let her near don't because she's going to kids and he he wasn't being funny the police officer he just he pulled my mum over oh, he was right. quite more advice than it was very obvious that he he was there to just he knew which way we were coming and he and he, he just right. pulled us over and, he, and basically kept us there until we missed the bus so we didn't go on the march and it was just Listening to the stories of my dad, what they were involved in, it was the political landscape in the eighties was it was pretty full on. Mm. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like my dad's convinced um, the phone would our phones were tapped at one point because he was he was quite high up in the trade unions. Yeah. Um, they were all blacklisted, you know, the same as um, they couldn't get a job really anywhere else afterwards. And by the time my dad fell out because he realised, as per usual, corruption rears its head up. And yeah. corruption's not just a Tory or a Labour. It's where there's where there's power. There's always corruption. Um, and my dad sort of lost his way, and 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 that's where he ended up buying, bought himself a busy van. He was just he was done with it all. Went his own path, yeah. Um, but I think, obviously, with our friends and not because it's so political. 
you know, you can tell a writer yeah. really, it really resonated with me dad. So I think a lot of it, me dad saw himself in a lot of the story. It was almost like a documentary to your yeah, dad, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the only other bit I, I, I think that's worth noting in terms of scene is just that very final scene where they're all together. Just that pause where they all look at each other because that Lovely that moment. could have been overlooked, yeah. couldn't it? You know, they really could have. Um, they, they could it have was, missed the, it was missed the trick. No, it was the that. funeral, wasn't it? And he were all there, and he yeah. were just in the living Jordan room. Jordan sat at the piano, yeah. isn't he? And it was like that. You knew. You obviously know it's the last episode as you're watching it, so you know that's probably the last. As a viewer, that's going to be the last time you see them all together. Yeah. But it was just that little. It was a lovely moment. Yeah. It, it was yeah, all the all just like. It was lo- really well done. You just all mm. one by one, all just acknowledged that they were all together. Yeah, lovely moment. It spans obviously through the decades. Loads of music. Is there any particular song or piece of music that you picked out? I picked out two. Oh my god, the soundtrack is fantastic. Um, oh god, there's all sorts in there. And I wonder but, where they got the money for the soundtrack because there's like, was the BBC? So I think they, I think they would probably have already had deals. And I don't know. Because there's Beatles songs and all sorts. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So what's the two you picked? So, so all or nothing by the Small Faces. Just any excuse to just hands down, great song. And the very last scene, Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. Yeah. I just think is just... Captured the 90s, And it? what's so amazing is the the director, because obviously the album was out the year before, so when he were obviously filmed and editing it before he picked that song from the album, was perfect. the week it was aired, Don't Look Back in Anger was number one in the charts. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So just, just one of them, just yeah. one of them things how it's worked out. But just that scene because Jordy just walks across the bridge, doesn't he, in Newcastle, and yeah. it just kicks in. Don't look back, Naga. And it's it's such a satisfying end. Although nothing really happens, but because you that's it. Now I think you're right. They probably don't actually. I don't well, think you ever get them back together. No. No. No, it is. It's a it's a perfect song at a perfect time, in a perfect kind of ending as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So, nine episodes spanning decades. Great performances, but what if anything would you have done to make it better? Could be a little controversial. Oh, I've got a couple of controversial ones. Okay, go. On. I'm not a big fan of Chris Freckleton's performance. Oh wow! I think it's just. And I don't know if it's the character or his performance. Hmm. I just, especially the early episodes, I found them a little bit annoying. But was he meant to be? I, that's it. I think he was meant to be very idealistic. And don't forget that, I mean, this is probably going to come to what I'm going to say, but there are there only 21, 20, 21 at the time. Yeah. And I I'd, think he's meant to be quite... I just found him a little bit annoying, the character. And I, but I found, so it's not his actor. But I don't the, know. I feel like Hexen over... Because he was just back from America, wasn't he? Yeah, and he was all but, hyped up. But, but even the next couple of episodes, I just, I, I just, I didn't warm to the character or the acting from Christopher Eccleston. I think Christopher Eccleston slightly overdid it a little bit, but I don't know if that was part of, because mm. that was his personality, he was meant to be a little, you know, and also which led into the bit, I didn't buy into the bit where he ends up with that group of radicals and the gun and all that. I just didn't buy that. Because it wasn't that. Yeah, it was just a bit extreme like, to suddenly have a machine gun and do a drive-by shooting of an mm, embassy or something. It was it like they wanted a link to 
those events yeah. and kind of threw Nicky into it because out of the, all the characters, it made sort of more sense he would do it, but and then it the, didn't quite fit. And the bury and the gun and the allotment, but then it was never... Because never there's addressed. a scene later where it's Tosca's son, isn't it, when he was a kid smashes up something yeah. and the other police officers also got the allotments the, the yeah. tune and you think was that moment where they then were going to find a gun or something mm-hmm. but they didn't it just the gun was a bit of a loose end I don't know it just it, so you take what would you take the gun out but would you take Nicky out of that situation then yeah I just thought it was a bit I just didn't buy it no it wasn't for you yeah yeah so I've gone with dodgy beards yes <laughs> and Obviously, and well. Epperson's most guilty over most of them. Yeah, you know, the, I think the wigs are fine. Yeah, Mark Strong with hair. Mark Strong, he's got a lovely head of hair in the area. And even some. when he starts receding, those wigs yeah, are quite good. Yeah. But there's some really dodgy beards. Um, and obviously, they are a lot older in episode one than they really are. I was looking. Daniel Craig is 28. Yeah, and he's obviously meant to be playing someone younger than 21 because he says that line, doesn't he? About you know, you can't even vote yet. You're not 21, and that's yeah. when I was like, "Oh, I'm gone out." I did because I didn't get onto how old, young they were meant to be. So my question is, would it have worked better with younger actors transforming into Eccleston, Daniel Craig, or would you, have, or were you happy to have the same actors all the way through? No, I, I can, I can buy that. And also, it's, it's it's because the playwright was a was a theatre writer. That's not unusual to do on theatre. To it's a lot more common to have an actor yeah. play an actor over the ages because they'll just obviously just have wigs and stuff. Um, I didn't mind that you could see. Obviously, it wasn't great in the early scenes, the early episodes. But um, apparently, the there was two directors, but. The first director we meant to, the first director was meant to do five episodes and the second director was gonna come and do the last four. The first director left after midway through a couple of episodes he'd filmed and he had to bring someone else in. Um so I think there was a little bit of messy bits here and there as well. So mm. I think I think that, that especially the bit about Christopher Eccleston I said his performance I think he just needed reining in a little bit. Um but when you're trying to put, when you're a 30 year old trying to portray a 21 year old, you might go a little bit yeah. over the top and stuff. Um, I think the thing as well is because it was scanned so many decades and scanned so and, and including so many people, I didn't quite feel when he's him and Mary sort of fall out, you didn't really see that coming because you've obviously missed a lot of arguments and you've a lot of things where obviously she's busy because she's working with the council and he's doing his job as well. Yeah, and I was a bit sad. I was then, really sad. And that fairy ad in London again was... The fair came out of nowhere, yeah, didn't it? I didn't like that either. So I think it's more we don't like the... Ca- I don't think we know, we're big fans of Nicky. No, no, he's... <laughs> I think he, I, I had no problem with Eccleston's performance. I, I enjoy him and especially the bit at the funeral where he's, he's just stood on his own and he's just crying and crying and you're like, that just isn't just about his mum. It, it, his mum, this is, ev- this, this is this is tears for everything, you know, yeah. everything that's going on. I'm sure when he filmed it, now it was when I would do interview with him years later, he, he, obviously his dad has Alzheimer's Felix in it right. but his mum suffered in real life and I remember in an interview with him he said 
he didn't know at the time, but that's exactly how it, it, right. his real life relation went with his mum as well. So I remember seeing interviews. So it was like quite sad as well. But like, don't get Eccleston's an amazing. He's a, he's a yeah. he's a talented generation. But so, yeah, I've got one more thing then. Go on. I would have give Geordie a happier ending. I would have. I wouldn't have killed Sean Collins, who was the young lad. Yeah, he meets. I would have had him go with Geordie and it would have given Geordie a chance to be the dad yeah he never had I think I, I thought that would, I know what you're saying I, I don't mind the, I don't mind Bleak Endons I have no issue but the killing of the lad just seemed a little bit it was hard it was quite a heavy going wasn't it it was quite sad as well uh, but yeah there could have been potential there but it's I just think Geordie had been through so much mm. that it was like... Because it wasn't even that Geordie needed to redeem himself, really, because it's, oh, the, you, you understood where, you know, a lot of the trouble he got into and why and, and how he got dragged into things. And obviously, Malcolm McDowell's character had a big part of that. But I just thought... I, I thought that's where it was going. I thought once he met that kid, I thought, yeah. oh, he's got a chance here yeah. to, to be a dad to, to this kid and, and drag this kid out of everything he went through and when they killed him off I was like it, it, it was maybe it just made it more sad and yeah. and it resonated a bit more and, but in in terms of impressions then um, it's you know it's it's probably one of the most famous sort of BBC yeah. series isn't it it's, so, it's legacy is is the writing oh, I still can't remember the name the, the playwright or is it it's, so Peter Flannery wrote the Peter Flannery um, that's it wrote the, wrote the series and did you know they actually spent half their drama budget on offerings and off in one year? So that's how big it oh, was. Really? Yeah. So, so I think, think they had the budget of like nine million a year for drama and he blew half it on this programme. So they, they, they were committed to it. Impression-wise, you've just got to say that cast, you know, the Eccleston, Strong and Craig and McKay. It was amazing piece of casting and he picked them four actors, those four actors... And I think they just really threw their heart and soul into all four of them. They, they... Yeah. I think the support the supporting cast, though, the supporting cast alone, if you just knew some of the names that were in there, yeah. you'd want to watch it, wouldn't you, as well? All right, we're going to move on then. But just, just oh, a little... Sorry. Well, no points. Danny Boyle was earmarked to come and actually be the director. Because just before this, Eccleston was in Shallow Grave with Danny Boyle. Yeah. And... Eccleston had just been cast and Danny Wilde was like, oh, I'm really interested in that. And he was actually tagged into to take to take it. But the success of Shallow Grave meant he he was managed to get train spotting up and running, so we backed out. Right. Love to have seen what he could have done with it. With the, for the at the sake of losing train spotting. It's worked no, out. No, yeah, it's worked yeah, no, it's out. Worked it's worked out, out. But it would have been, it would have been interesting. Like, I think, would I, you let him do the prequel? don't know it's an idea isn't it you know yeah. if you ever did a prequel series yeah give it to Danny Boyle well just as a, as a as another subplot the writer has since done a he, he redid a version for Radio 4 as a play and he's done an extra episode yeah set. there's 10 isn't he yeah so there's, there's, there's an extra episode he wrote with it wasn't this, this cast obviously mm. but um, it does catch up with them so I'll be intrigued to actually go back and see if we can dig that out from the iPlayer or something yeah so we've got a new feature for um, 
box set free. The mystery box is no more. Yeah, the mystery box is gone. It's not even in the room anymore. We're going to go with a quick fire round. Oh. It's five questions. And I've got to take your first answer. First answer. And you can't think too long. You get two seconds to answer. You ruined one of the questions because when we come up with quick fire, you said, for example, Bond or Doctor Who. And I'd already written that down as a question. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm going to have to change it. So I'd probably know the answer to this then. Quick fire then. Eccleston or Craig? Craig. North or South? North. 60s, 70s music or 80s, 90s music? 60s, 70s. British or American dramas? American. For this, a prequel or a sequel? A sequel. Yeah. I'd, yeah I'd, like to, I'd love to know where they are, all the characters. Yeah. It, as much as the unlikable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, like that's real life, isn't are. it? Do you know what I mean? We're not perfect. It was flaws and all. I mean, that's why it was just an epic... It's, it, it was... Really brave for BBC to 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 make that program. I don't think they've done anything really like that, you know. Um, and obviously, it's right on a backdrop of literally this was just before Tony Blair got into government. It was the end of Tory governments and um, very interesting times. I just it's great piece, great writing. How can we watch it then? I watched it on iPlayer a few. I was good. I watched it a few couple of months back. Now I don't know if it's still on there. You can get it on the on BritBox. It's yeah, it's it still isn't. on iPlayer as we it, as it we isn't. speak today. It's, it's still there. Yeah, I watched the last episode only only kind of recently because, um, like I say, I'd never I'd never seen it. So, if you like this type of drama, this type of series, um, what else would you like? I'll go first. Yeah, I went with fictional regional TV shows so, okay. because obviously this is sort of, you know, yeah. set up there Boys from the Black Stuff yes Bernard Hill from 1982 I've gone with The Full Monty and The Full Monty TV show I haven't seen the Disney. TV show I yet. haven't yet uh, with Robert Carlyle and Mark Addy as I say every time Mark Addy comes up once had a pee next to Mark Addy in a pub um, Happy Valley The was, Sarah Lancashire yeah, from West Yorkshire was the Sally Wayne might and yeah, that's a brilliant series. I'll be the same pet. Yeah. Again, another another uh, northeast one. Timothy Spall, who was in Harry Potter. Yes. Another link. Um, Jimmy Nail and Tim Healy were in that. And I've gone with, because I think it's one of the series that I think you automatically think of London. I've just gone with Only Fools and Horses. Because everyone knows kind of South East London because of them. They know Peckham, Hockey yeah. Street, you know. I just think for re- if you're thinking of a regional TV show, that's the one that I think if, to mind. if you if you go from Newcastle, you've got to chuck Biker Grove in there. Biker Grove, <laughs> um, and just just because it's a link to another episode, David Jason, obviously he's in Home Fields and Horses. Nicholas Lindhurst, who's going to be in the new phase, yes. which we spoke about as well. And then I've just gone with movies or series that are about friends, basically. Um, we put it on Instagram, July 30th was International Day of Friendship. Um, so obviously Friends, Friends the TV Friends. series, which we yes. all know. Um, Banshees of Insurance. Yeah, <laughs> we went to see that, friends. didn't we? I, I've still got to say that moment where he was told he didn't want to be his friend anymore. Yeah. It was... What's his face? It, Colin Farrell. Heartbreaking Colin Farrell. Like, you literally... 
that acting in that yeah. one moment is breathtaking. Like if you didn't, if you don't think Colin Farrell is a good actor, just just watch that film. That's great. It's, it's um, great. I've gone with Bridesmaids, which obviously yeah. was a previous one, and then just two more um, because these sort of span decades. And it's about friends, the the Bill and Ted films. You know, the, over thirty years ago, was yeah. we got that we got kind of a sequel recently, um, starring Keanu Reeves from The Matrix. Never seen it. Jesus Christ. And then Jane Silent Bob movies. Yes. Because, uh, you know, Jane Silent Bob were first kind of in Clerks coming up to like 30 years ago and then Don't Strike Back and Reboot. So they're kind of movies about like friends. So what have you gone with? I went, a couple of themes that I've got is I've got TV and films that span decades. Picked a couple. There's one Blackadder. Oh, that's an excellent show. Yes, because obviously yeah. it goes through different stages of history. Yeah. Um, and Rome. The TV one about yeah, so I haven't seen that. He's just, I, he's just recently passed away as well. Yeah, and I remember watching a few episodes back in the day, and I, I always think it's one of them. I'd one because I think there's only two series. Mm. I've always thought I'd once come back to that because there's some hell, like hell of a performance by a few actors in there. Um, so that's definitely missed. As far as when it goes to films, at span decades, I've got to go with Goodfellas. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Another good shout, yeah. City of God. Another shout. Podcast episodes, yeah. And while it's so on topic at the moment, Oppenheimer. Which we just went to see yeah, last week, which didn't we? Which we saw was yeah. a fantastic film. And then I've also got with you, you and the Friends theme. I went with films and TV that centres around a group of friends who overcome in life. And my choices are Community, Young Guns, IT Crowd, City of God. Stand by me. <laughs> These all ring a bell. And I'm going to end the show on where we began, Band of Brothers. Brilliant. <laughs> so go revisit box set one and two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. That was uh, box set three, episode one, Our Friends in the North, and you should watch it if you can. This was a Watch It If You Can production, executive produced by Kenny, our Vals lad, on Wake Experience. Don't forget to follow, rate and share from wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.